what I find so hard when I'm watching these kind of things where it's all pro-women is that we're missing what we kind of actually did see on Barbie. They mentioned it once, which I was very happy about, is we're missing the fact that like the world isn't better by being all women by any means. And when we are pushing this misindependent agenda, we are forgetting the very needs of women. Wow, friends, I've never had so many requests to record a podcast episode on this topic in the space of a week. Like my DMs were blowing up of Monica, can you please do a podcast episode on Barbie? So here we are doing a podcast episode on Barbie. And I will say my team tried to get so into it for me that I had Meg trying to find a pink outfit that I would wear. By the way, just spoiler alert, I said no to all of them because I was just like, no, like these were just too much. So this is my this is my outfit and I am very excited to jump into today's episode. So just to paint the picture for you guys, my fiance and I went to go see it last night, which was very nice of him. He actually planned a date for us to go see Barbie. He kind of knew that I needed to see it for work a little bit, but this was actually before my DMs were blowing up this much and before we'd even really spoken about it as a team of like, okay, Monica needs to go see Barbie and then do an episode about it. But nonetheless, he organized it and he sacrificed himself to go and see this movie. So firstly, I will say, if you haven't seen the movie, go and see it if you want to understand the episode, because you need the context of the movie to actually understand this podcast episode. I don't think there's any point in listening to it if you don't have the context, because if you don't have the context, you're going to take a lot of things that I say out of context. That's number one. And then number two, I'm obviously going to give spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you also want to see it so that you don't have the spoilers disrupt your experience. Okay. So if you need to log off or like tune out of this episode, now is your chance before we get into it. And I spoil shit for you. I Googled Barbie. I Googled and one Google changed pink. I was like, oh my God. But more importantly, I Googled Barbie and feminism and there was a lot that came up, a lot that came up. And I Googled it because I was like, I want to see what other people are saying about the movie. So I've spent about two hours today. So please leave a review on the podcast if you haven't already written one, because I spend way longer than just the time recording. I spent two hours today and also share the episode on your stories, please researching both sides of the argument to try and be like, okay, let's see how other people are viewing this movie. And the first thing that I want to say is that it's a fucking movie. Like it's a movie. It's a story. They've tried. What's confusing is they've tried to pull in the traditional Barbie story, but then they've also completely catfished us with throwing in so much political messaging as well so it was i had a little whiplash watching watching the movie um but let's just firstly remember guys it's a fucking movie and i love how many of you messaged me being like it was so emasculating towards ken and men and blah 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 blah. i love that i truly do and i was like that's why i was like i have to go see this because like what like what the fuck it's barbie everyone needs to chill out and then i'm watching it i'm like okay now i get what the fuss is about because then fir- at the fir- at first i was like we are all too sensitive and then i'm watching this and i'm like this is literally being thrown in our faces like i'm not a like take everything literally person like you can say so- something mean and i'm like okay whatever i don't really care but like they were throwing things in your face in this movie there were some moments where i my jaw dropped and i looked at my fiance like oh my god I was taking some notes like in the cinema on my phone so that I didn't forget things. So 
basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys kind of an overview of how I saw the movie in terms of the whiplash that basically I got between the fact that they're trying to pull in the traditional, you know, childhood story as a, not Barbie childhood story, but like, you know, what we saw Barbie as when you were little girls, they're trying to pull that in, but then also put this heavy political agenda behind it. And it was just like, it was hard to watch in some moments. So I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to go into talking about a few of the notes that I'd written down about certain scenes um, as other talking points as well. I will preface, if you can't hear it in my voice, if you haven't been following my Instagram stories, I'm a bit congested right now. I got a bit of a head cold coming back from Europe. I'm celiac. So pretty sure I might've eaten like a little bit of like cross-contamination and there was a bit of gluten that got in there. And the result of that it, when I accidentally have cross-contamination is that I get pretty sick. Luckily this time I didn't get strep. I got a sore throat for one day and then that was fucked out of me. And then I, uh, I cupped the shit out of my neck. So I had like hickeys basically all down my neck for a day, got rid of my sore throat. And now I just have this like ratchet head cold. So we're just going to roll with it because I did not want to delay this episode anymore for you guys. So the idea that feminism, sorry, the idea that Barbie is like a feminist icon really just plays into the capitalism and like the link between capitalism and feminism, because it gives you the idea of like, oh, you're a good feminist if you believe, quote unquote, in Barbie or because, you know, you buy your daughter's Barbie or because you bought Barbie as a kid. It's like you're, because of your Barbie support, you're now some feminist. It's like they really tried to paint Barbie as a feminist. But what was interesting is that I think they did a really bad job of it personally. Because as you guys know, fe true feminism, right, is about equality. And at the beginning of the movie anyway, it, there was not feminism, right? At the beginning of the movie, there was so much emasculation towards men and putting down of men to better the status basically of women. And this is where it's hard because it's a fucking movie, right? Like it's Barbie is a story. Barbie is a made up imaginary story. And it is Barbie and Ken, right? And it's always been Barbie, Barbie, Barbie and Ken. And what's hard is that, you know, from a, the perspective of where girls are playing with toys and there's a storyline, I don't think it's damaging for little girls to be like, Bobby and Ken, Bobby and Ken. Like, oh, we don't care about Ken. We want Bobby. Like, it's a fuck, it's toys, you know? Like, I don't think that's really a big issue. The issue, because, because they're not being programmed by something else, they're just choosing that themselves, right? Because a little girl wants to play with Bobby. She doesn't want to play with Ken. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, what we then see in the movie is the agenda is being pushed onto us. And that's where things become a bit harder because we have to remember that television is tell a vision. It is programming, right? So when you watch things and over, you know, over and over and over again, you are being programmed. That's why people that watch the news all the time, generally speaking, have more of a fear-based perspective of the world because they're being programmed with all this negative messaging all the time and this fear mongering, you know, because the, the media is trying to tell, tell a story. That's why for some of you, you might've felt like literal heartbreak when a series that you love ended. I know for me, when they told us they're not running any more suits, I'm literally distraught. Like I loved watching suits and what can happen. And we forget this is like 
we get so sucked into these characters, into this TV show that we can often replay the screen in our life because of the way the screen is programming us. That's why we saw this in the movie as well. And we also know it in real life. Barbie was also detrimental to a lot of us, right? Because for a lot of the Barbies that at least we grew up with, I know that Barbies are a lot more inclusive and they're a bit more quote unquote normal. She doesn't have like eight feet legs and everything. But for the Barbie that I grew up with anyway, it was, you know, the perfect bum, the tiny waist, the perfect hair, the perfect everything, these long ass legs. So Barbie also kind of exacerbated for a lot of people issues with their body. And so what's really challenging is that, you know, Barbie is a fucking story. But at the end of the day, I also see the point of Barbie was damaging for a lot of people. And so now they're trying to make her into this like empowerment icon in a way. And I think that the versions of Barbie that you refer to is also different. So the versions of Barbie that I'm referring to is that I don't remember ever growing up and maybe they were there, but like I didn't have them. Right. And that still says enough because I don't remember having them. So what I remember for Barbie is the perfect blonde hair, the perfectly long legs, the perfect waist, the perfect bum, everything was perfect, right? And, you know, the idea that Barbie can do anything and Barbie can be everything is empowering for a lot of girls. So that part of like the playing with the toy and the toy can be anything is great. Obviously the body issues led to a lot of issues for young girls. And we all, I think, you know, years ago, there was a lot more of the conversation around like and maybe it was just it's just in my world that I'm in of like personal development, but there is there was more of a conversation. I remember it around how Barbie was detrimental to the way that we saw our bodies because a lot of us grew up with Barbie and when we can kind of compare ourselves to a fucking doll. So what's challenging is this what what I found challenging watching the movie was the whiplash between the traditional story of it's just fucking Barbie, like she's made up, and then also the political agenda being shoved on on it. And when we have these young girls probably watching this Barbie movie because we have this beautiful Margot Robbie, we have, you know, it's Barbie. Like any young girl wants to see this movie. But now we are seeing in the movie this, I personally think, problematic political agenda being shoved onto little girls where essentially they're now going to be led to believe that men are less, that men are going to let you down, that men aren't going to protect you. You know, every scene, at least in the beginning is like Ken being left behind, like Ken's fucking useless. Like Ken was more of a problem for Barbie than a helper. And she literally said that, right? Like in the car, when they were driving, that she said something like, you're going to slow me down. And my fiance actually looked at me and was like oh my god like that was one write that down because it was such clear like harsh messaging and it's almost funny because some of the things that they said that I've written down in my notes it's like they made it really prominent like those sentences were so prominent and it's like okay so for all these younger girls or tweens or teenagers whatever that are going to be watching this like what is this new Barbie programming going to be doing to their real life relationships with men you know? So what was also very confusing just to sum that point up was that the movie was partially following the story of Barbie, but then it also completely didn't, right? It was so push and pull. Like Barbie is Barbie and then, sorry, Barbie is Barbie and then there's Barbie and Ken. So I fully see why Ken was second in in regards to the traditional Barbie story. I get that. But then why didn't they end up together? See, that's where it gets confusing. Because if Barbie is Barbie, like if we were talking about like real life Barbie, 
story, right? Barbie and Ken are meant to end up together. And if they're, if they're trying to follow this, you know, story that makes young girls happy, they should be putting, they should be making Barbie and Ken live happily ever after. And it's kind of crushing how the world has become like fucking morbid in a way. It's like, why do we need to tell young girls that actually Barbie and Ken don't end up together? That's not giving them hope. Young girls don't want to know that like marriages end in divorce. That's not giving them a positive mindset of the world for them to go out into. No, for them to have, for young girls to have this mindset of marriages can end in divorce or like Ken didn't love Barbie or Barbie didn't love Ken or like they weren't end up, they weren't together. It gives them a very confusing outlook onto the future. And the thing to understand about like the psychology of children is confused kids are not healthy kids. When we don't give children a clear direction for them, we are not helping them. And it doesn't mean that you want to pigeonhole a child. That's not what I'm saying. But when we basically give children free fucking reign, it doesn't actually help them. We're trying to be all like open-minded and new, new age and like all that crap, but it isn't actually helping children. It's actually causing more issues. Let adults be open-minded. Let adults have free reign. But from my from my opinion and from where I stand and from what I understand so intensely about these topics. And let me tell you, I also know how many of you are going to like fucking be screaming when you're reading my book. So I really wish my book was actually coming out in November, but it's coming out in March. But nonetheless, I think it's, I have to trust that it's going to be perfect timing. We're building up to it, I guess. This book that I've written is going to give so many of you this exhale, exhale on this whole topic, especially around so many topics that are causing confusion for everybody, but especially kids, right? So for all of those little girls that had this fantasy about Barbie and Ken or just Barbie, they kind of crushed it, did they not? Like that's what was confusing. It was like they're trying to pull in the story. They're trying to claim like it's just a story, but it's not just a fucking story, right? We're trying to take away the dreams of little girls and pushing them into these new agendas or something, you know, pushing them into this like new age world, thinking that that's feminism, that that's empowerment. What's confusing to me is I'm like, I just, I do not see how making women or making girls, I should say, think that they are, that, that, that they'll be happy by being misindependent. I don't think that that's a helpful agenda. And I fucking know that because I've seen all my clients have that agenda pushed onto them. I had that agenda pushed onto me, right? That when, that don't rely on anybody else, be misindependent and then you're happy. And I'm like, are we not over this yet? Are we still thinking that girls thinking that they, you know, that, that just having women and not having men is better. I was watching this interview with, you know, in my in my opinion, this crazy woman who was essentially claiming that if the world was majority women, that it would be a better place. There'd be less aggression, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't even get into these arguments because I just feel like I have to write a book on them because of how it doesn't make any logical sense. What I find so hard when I'm watching these kind of things where it's all pro women is that we're missing what we kind of actually did see on Barbie. They mentioned it once, which I was very happy about is we're missing the fact that like the world isn't better by being all women by any means. And when we are pushing this misindependent agenda, we are forgetting the very needs of women. It's not feminism to be, to be misindependent and to, to say that women don't need men or that 
you know, women are better off alone. I don't think that's feminism at all because it's completely divorcing women from the exact thing that they desire. So it's essentially training women to reject their desires. And that's what creates a lot of sexual shame for a lot of women. They feel sexual shame around wanting to be ravished and devoured and wanted by a man. So when a movie is pushing on little girls, this agenda that you don't need men, that they're going to, you know, slow you down, that they're useless. Like Ken wasn't fucking helping Barbie at all. Ken was being more of a of a negative weight to Barbie in terms of slowing her down than he was helping her. There was nothing that was positioning Ken as the protector or the provider. Now, if the movie was just a story about Barbie, I wouldn't give a flying fuck. But the issue is, which I think is why so many of you are messaging me, asking me to do this episode. The issue is, is that the movie was not just telling this tale of Barbie. The movie was trying to use, you know, it was trying to pull on the vulnerability, I guess, if you will, the vulnerability of women wanting to watch this like fun Barbie, cute, like, oh my God, this is going to be a little chick flick. They're trying to pull on that, but then shove an agenda in there for God knows what, what, what reason. And what was interesting is that I think that the agenda, you know, I know that Margot Robbie is the was the director and the writer Greta, I forgot her last name, is also a woman. And so I don't necessarily think that this comes from a bad place. Like I can't really imagine women being like, we need to push this agenda, like behind the scenes. But it saddens me that we in today's day and age don't allow a movie to just be a nice love story. Like where are the Nicholas Sparks movies? Like I want a fucking like Miley Cyrus, Liam's Hemsworth, they're singing and they fall in love and live happily ever after. Like that is what I want to watch. I want to watch something that actually feels like, yes, that's what I want. I don't want, I don't think it's healthy for girls to have this, um, this image of, oh, if I reject men and if I do everything that Barbie did in this movie, then I'm going to be like Margot Robbie because they've also used one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood to play the role of Barbie, right? Which obviously was nice for our eyes, but we also have to remember the very issue with that. And the issue with that is not against Margot Robbie. The issue is that the fact is, like, it's just a fact, right, of every of every movie, is that young, vulnerable, insecure women, right, which are the exact ones that I'm worried about, young, vulnerable, insecure women, or even middle-aged insecure women, are going to be like, I want to be like Margot Robbie. And this is all happening subconsciously, by the way. So what are they going to do? They are going to subconsciously act out everything that Barbie did, thinking it's going to make them like Margot Robbie. Have, like, put your hand up. Have we, have we not, do we not all remember doing this when we were young? I remember watching movies and being like, I want to be like her. So you would act out the character in your real life. Now, obviously, generally speaking, it wouldn't last very long. But unfortunately, these days, because of the prevalence of social media, for young kids, these fantasies can become really dangerous when they're acting it out in their in their own life. You know, I was reading some articles about how uh, the rise of plastic surgeons getting their request to remove a lower rib since Barbie has come out so that they can have more of that perfect shaped figure like Barbie, how it's risen. Like that's obviously alarming. And so whilst the movie was meant to be a comedy, 
I kind of hate that we can't watch comedies and laugh anymore, right? Because everything has become so political. But the problem was, like, the reality is that the movie wasn't funny. Unless you were laughing because of how tragic it was or the moments where Ken was being made fun of and looking like an idiot, I was laughing and gasping at the same time during points, but it wasn't actually a comedy, right? It was so obvious the political points that it was trying to make, you know, and the points were deliberate. And imagine if the script was flipped, the hypocrisy. Can you imagine if the script was flipped and it was Ken and Barbie, right? And isn't it, and I don't think, I honestly, I really want to say that like, I have nothing wrong with a female lead. Like I enjoyed the movie in that like, yeah, I do want to watch women be like fucking awesome, right? I have no problem with that. The issues were with some of the, the lines and the undertone and the messaging that was very harsh that is where the problem occurs, right? Now, I obviously can filter that out, but what we have to remember is that a lot of women can't. I mean, I'm watching this in the theater, guys. I'll say this. I'm watching this in the theater. You know, when certain lines are being said about Ken or about men, these women are like clapping and laughing and being like, yeah, or like clapping as though to agree that like men are dumb or that men are stupid. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is really sad. Cause one, there's men in the cinema, in the, in the cinema. So like, that's not nice. And can you imagine if the show or the movie was men as Barbie and Barbie as Ken's sorry, Ken was Barbie and Barbie was Ken. Like imagine if it was flipped. Right. So it's not healthy, in my opinion, to push these confusing agendas onto young people. They need routine. They need knowns, quote unquote, to look up to. Otherwise, life is fucking terrifying for them. You know, and I think what was just really apparent to me in, in the Barbie movie, besides the fucking political agenda, was this, it was almost like this sense of negativity in a way of like, it's men against women. It didn't have the sense, even in the end, of like them being together. It was a war. Like they literally went to war at each other. And women, the women, all the Bobbies manipulated all the Kens to then get what they wanted. I'm like, that is teaching women that men are dumb and men can be manipulated and manipulate them to get what they want. It's like to change the constitution, right? That's what they're doing. They they change the constitution. And whilst at the very end, there was some kind of harmony brought together, Barbie apologizing to Ken, Ken realizing that he can be Ken without Barbie. Like there was some really good messaging towards the very, very end, almost like, I don't know, to kind of like level the playing field a little bit. The predominant storyline that we saw was division between men and women. And the predominant storyline was women, women needing to like fight in a way for their place in Barbie land. They literally went to war to change the constitution so that, you know, the Barbies could have all the power and everything. So it could be Barbies and Ken again, essentially. And What's so interesting is that true feminism, like I said at the beginning of the episode, and you guys probably know this by now, true feminism is equality between men and women. And really there was more of that towards the end of the movie, right? But throughout the whole thing, there there just seemed this repetitive feeling of women have to rely on other women, but at the same time, women hate each other, which is true. And I think it was Sasha, the girl, that said it herself, which is true, right? Women hate women. 
And she actually said women hate women and men hate women, which I'll get into that in a second. So there was this underlying tone basically of like women having to fight against men in order to have rights. And what's interesting is I'm like, that was feminism when it first started, when it was created. That is not the world as it is today in the majority of countries, right? In the Western world, that is not the way that it is today. And I'm watching these interviews of these, you know, women getting so riled up about this Barbie movie of like, there's still this going on, there's still this women and like, there's so many feminist rights, right issues and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Oh my, they're getting so worked up and so angry. And it's just really fascinating how I think that a lot of people, when they're talking about feminism today, they do not understand what true feminism is. And they are so obsessed with labeling something feminist, like feminism, that they actually can't just see it as like a human issue and in making everything you know a feminist issue feminism now is at the detriment to men men are just forgotten these days which is so unfortunate because feminism's kind of created that right instead of feminism being about equality between men and women it's really about empowerment for women at most of the time at the detriment of men and what's unfortunate is we saw a lot of that throughout the movie along with women aren't protected by men. You know, so let's go into a couple of these scenes that I want to kind of elaborate on with these points. Now, obviously for, you know, this podcast, whether you're watching the video or whether you're listening to the audio, we can't put the scenes in here because like they're not on YouTube or anything, not all of them anyway. So if you watch the show, oh, so if you watch the, um, movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But before we even get into going through the scenes, if you guys have not seen, Queen Alchemy is officially open for the last round at the last price. Sorry, last round of the year at the last price. So please make sure that if you are not on the wait list, well, it's fine if you're not on the wait list. You wouldn't have got the e- you wouldn't have gotten all the emails so far, but that's okay. Please make sure that you click the link below that you read about it. It's not going to hurt to so just read about it and see if it's the right fit for you. And I want to remind you guys, it is not about resources it's about getting resourceful so do not just go on the go on the page not even go on the page you'd be like i don't have the money if you want to change your life because life is fucking precious and fucking short and if you want to live an abundant life in every aspect this isn't about just having more money it's about having more love having more joy happiness freedom everything you need to get resourceful right? You need to value your life and yourself enough to actually get a little bit uncomfortable, get your hands a bit dirty and figure out a way to make this happen. Don't just continuously use the, the, the excuse of, I don't have the money because the reality is, is you, is if you dropped your phone down the toilet by accident, what would you do? You would go and pay another thousand dollars to get an, to get an iPhone. So you do have the money or you, you do have the ability to get resourceful. It's just about whether you want to or not. And the want comes down to self-worth. The second thing is, is that my LA pop-up event is also happening very soon. So if you're not on the wait list, make sure that you are because you don't want to miss out on getting the $500 off your ticket. So the wait list link and the website link is all below. So if you just click those links, you can follow the, follow the steps. The LA event is a one-time only thing. And the VIP option is for those of you that run your own business. And if you haven't, if you don't know this, I've never done a business in-person retreat kind of experience. This is the only time I'm doing it. We have no plans next year. We've planned out the whole year, by the way, 
There is no business in-person experiences other than this one with LA, right? So if you want to be one of the four women that are hanging out with me for the day in our house and you don't only get the help from me, you also get the help from every one of my team members, it's really fucking awesome and great, really intimate. And I think a really incredible experience for you, not just in terms of energetically expansive, but also it's tangibly like you're going to walk away with a lot of tangible things and implementable things from that day. All the details are below for those two options for you. And of course, emails are always open. DMs are always open for anything else that you guys want to ask about these offers or any others. So let's go into the scenes. And before I even get into the scenes, the last thing that I want to say is why does Barbie need to even be a fucking feminist icon? Why can't girls just play with dolls and have fun, right? The movie isn't really even about Barbie. The movie isn't even that Barbie related at all. It's nothing like the childhood movies or stories, right? It's completely pushing the agenda and it really pushes the misindependent. Like I said, it pushes don't rely on men. It's a big fucking shit on men. And we all know from listening to my podcast and reading all my content that women feel safest with men. So on that note of women feeling safe. So when they got into the rollerblading situation, right, they, they get out of Barbie land and they're in LA they're at Venice Beach and they're rollerblading. And what was so interesting is that Ken was not providing safety to Barbie. It was like Barbie was stressed. Barbie was looking out. Ken's in La La Land, right? And what's funny is like the roles were reversed in terms of masculine and feminine. Generally speaking, men are going to be on the lookout for dangers uh, so that they can protect. And Barbie was very much on the lookout, very much kind of apprehensive, like, let me check my surroundings. Meanwhile, Ken is just enjoying himself off in La La Land. Then when the guy comes up to Barbie and smacks uh, Barbie's bum, it's really interesting. So Ken, so Bobby says something like, I felt an undertone of violence there. And Ken goes, really? I didn't. And I was like, oh, my jaw dropped, dropped when I, when I, when I heard this. And the reason why it dropped is not because of any other reason besides the fact that there was no violence about the situation. Was it appropriate? Absolutely not. Did the guy need to come and do that? No. But it was like they purposely made the most random situation happen. Like, I'm sorry, I I think that the chance of a man like that, you know, like he was not a fucking pervert or coming up to a woman with a man, right? With a man, she wasn't even alone, which still would not excuse it with a man and smacking her bum, the chance of that happening is so rare, especially because he was a young kind of guy that just wouldn't happen these days. And what was alarming was that it was not violent at all, right? Now, obviously, if she had a past sexual trauma, if she was an actual person, it could have felt more violent to her than it actually was because her amygdala was kind of going, has the danger alarms already sounding for those kind of things. Ken clearly is like, that wasn't violent to me she felt that it was violent that clearly portrayed this story that men don't think things are violent when they are and women think a lot of things are violent right women constantly feel unsafe and men don't see unsafety now this isn't not true right because i've talked talk about this in my book in terms of the reality is is biologically speaking women are going to feel more unsafe walking down a street at nighttime than a man will 
that's just reality. And the rea- the bi- biology biological side of it is, and the side that we have to just accept is because we as women, we know that we are weaker, we are smaller, we are not as strong, and we cannot protect ourselves the same way that a man can. So we are more apprehensive because we want to not be put in a violent situation in which we could not survive. Men are not so much worried about that because men know that they could fight the guy back. So when when people try and put that shit into movies, I'm like, you've missed the point because you are telling women that it's unsafe to be a woman, which does not help them when they're walking down the street at all. You actually want to teach women that they are okay and that they are they can protect themselves, even if they can't. They can protect themselves. Don't tell them that they are in danger being on the busiest street in Venice, probably in LA. Right. And so that scene really pissed me off because I just was like, that is not appropriate or helpful for any woman. And it literally makes men, it kind of like paints this picture of like men are useless. Like he didn't do anything. He, he wasn't the one that punched her, punched the guy. He wasn't the one, he didn't go, oh my God, are you okay, Bobby? He was just off on La La Land. And it's like majority of guys wouldn't behave like that. Majority of guys, if, if a guy came up and smacked a woman's bum, but the, the majority of good men would punch that guy out, not her necessarily, punch the guy out and then grab her and be like, oh my God, are you okay and help her and console her. He didn't give a flying shit. So that scene was not a good scene because it totally misrepresented the majority of men. And it also was very fear mongering for women, which I don't think is helpful or supportive for any women, any woman, especially younger women today. So I already mentioned this, but like Sasha, when, when Bobby finally finds Sasha at her school table, right? And Sasha kind of goes on her rant of how Bobby fucked them up and like blah, blah, blah. I don't disagree with all of it, but it, but what she was saying, I was like, no, like 12 year old girl would be sitting at the table and just roll out all these words. Like it, like in a real life scenario, it was so scripted to suit the agenda that it was cringe. Like some of the things are really hard to to watch because there was so much just cringe around like Ken being obsessed with patriarchy and then like Sasha saying the stuff around, you know, how Bobby fucked us all up and like blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of cringe. But again, it's like, why can't the movie just be a Barbie movie? Why why can't these days, and Sex in the City is no better, by the way. Some of you have asked for, for me to do a, an episode on just like that, like the new Sex in the City series. It's no better. What is frustrating for me and probably for a lot of you is why can't we have a fucking chick flick TV show that is what women want to watch? I don't want to watch women being misindependent, fighting men off. I don't want to watch that right? I want to watch, like I was saying before, Nicholas Sparks. I want to watch the traditional sex in the city. I want to watch women talking about blowjobs and sex and guys and shopping. Like that is what I want to watch. So there are some really great scenes of the new sex in the city, which I'm like, yes, but there are some scenes of the new sex in the city where I'm like, oh my God, everything has become so politically correct. And I feel like an Granted, actually, I can't, I shouldn't say this is just a, a women's thing because I don't really watch men's, like, like, I'm not going to go see Oppenheimer. I don't, that's not like a man's thing, but like, I don't watch, like, I don't watch intense TV shows. Like, I can't even watch, what's that show that he's obsessed with? Not obsessed, but like, loves. It's got Jay, Jay, the characters, Jamie and Claire, whatever. 
I can't, I couldn't even get through that. I don't love like really intense TV shows. I just love a chick flick. And I think a lot of women listening can agree that we just sometimes want to watch women being women, you know? And it's a shame that these days we overthink everything. We analyze everything. Everyone is so fucking sensitive that we can't even just have a normal show or movie anymore. We have to throw some positive, quote unquote positive, by the way, quote unquote positive, because not always this positive political message in there. You know, the new sex in the city has all this positive political messaging. The fucking Barbie movie has all this positive political messaging, which by the way, seems positive, but isn't actually all positive because I know that there are a ridiculous amount of us from all different walks of life, from all different backgrounds, watching Sex in the City being like, what the fuck? Can we not just watch some sex scenes and some girls at brunch? So it's really challenging these days and it's honestly a shame. And I and I want to commend those of you that haven't bought into this like sensitive, excuse my language, pussy culture of everything is an attack. Everything triggers me. Everything is like, you know, that's the wrong thing to say. Like it's just everyone is so up each other's asses and like everyone is trying to police everybody else. And I'm like, you know what, honey, if you were actually in love with your life, if you were secure in yourself, if you were confident and if you had things to do in your day. You would not be giving a flying fuck what somebody else's opinion is, what somebody else thinks, or what somebody else does with their life. When women are policing other women, right? It's majority women policing other women. When women are policing other women, just like Sasha says, right? Of women hate other women in Barbie. They do that from a place of insecurity. It's this queen bee mentality. If it's, I need to be at the top. The idea of the sisterhood is like far gone in my mind. I I don't know whether it's going to come back. It obviously exists for some people, which is amazing because we need it. But social media and feminism has destroyed for majority of us feminism. Sorry, destroyed sisterhood. And it's destroyed sisterhood because this misindependent girl boss achieve, achieve, achieve. It's like women, you know, one upping each other of who's more successful, who's achieving more of what you know, who says things more coherently, who, you know, who is more politically, um, politically smart. It's just this, like, who is better than the other? And it's just ripping each other down to make yourself feel better. So if anyone has been policed by any other women, I just want to say to you, woman to woman, it is says way more about them than it says about you. Because from my perspective anyway. If you are a mature woman that is an adult, you are adult, you are over the age of 18 and you would classify yourself as secure, right? And you have your own back. If you are that woman, then you can be friends with someone that has a different opinion to you. You can be friends and have a conversation and have dinner with someone that does not see eye to eye with you because the world is a boring fucking place, but we're moving towards it. A boring fucking place when everyone is tiptoeing around each other and everyone's trying to have the same view. There is so much research that shows, and I put it all in my book so you guys will get that when it comes out. There is so much research that shows 
that now more than ever, people are so afraid of speaking up about their own viewpoints and their own opinions and their own feelings. And the number one reason is they are afraid of it breaking up a relationship. And I'm like, isn't it sad that we don't feel like our relationships are strong enough to withstand a difference of opinion? You haven't even cheated on your his on your your best friend's fucking boyfriend. You have a difference of opinion and you are worried about the relationship breaking up. <sighs> I get really fired up about this shit. Hence I had to write a book about it because it just like makes my blood boil. I'm like the 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 hypocrisy, the the illogical statements that sometimes people make. I'm just like, oh we serious. Anyway, I hope that I am like Hope that I am like amping you guys up in a good way and not pissing you off. Let's get back to what I was talking about with the different scenes. Okay. So there was a lot going on and a lot of it I couldn't even keep track of because I was just getting this like whiplash that I said to you guys. So something else is like the women hate women and men hate women. This was a statement that Sasha made in the car when they were trying to like get away from the guys that owned the, that owned Barbie, right? Like those guys, like the CEO and everything. So it's kind of true, right? I don't... I don't think that men hate women. It's that they don't understand them. I think that men hate when women are being bitches and emasculating them. They hate that. But it's not that they hate women because men are literally programmed to protect us and love us. So they don't actually hate us, but men can hate our actions. When when she said men hate women, what it was more listening to is feminism, right? Of like, women, men hate you. So you have to stand up for yourself. You have to fight against yourself. You have to, you have to hate men back. Basically you can't count on them. You can't love them. You can't feel protected by them because they actually hate you. Right. That's kind of what it more felt like. But when she said women hate women, I was like, I literally was like clapping in my head. I was like, this is the truest thing that has been said in this movie. And I've talked about it before when I talk about sisterhood, but it's true because just like what I said before, women tear each other when women tear each other down because of this queen bee mentality, right? It is jealousy. It is I want to be chosen, and it comes from a primitive response. I've talked about this in the podcast before. It comes from a primitive response where basically we want to be chosen because if we're chosen, we are going to be more protected and more provided for than if we are kind of at the bottom of the barrel in the community. This is like Kate Van Dave speaking. So we want to be the prettiest, the best, the smartest, the most fertile essentially um so that he chooses us so that we are protected and provided for and whilst you know we don't need to be chosen by a man to be protected anymore these days we cannot ignore the fact that that primitive part of our brain sending out this signaling is still very very much there right it was there in the caveman days and it's still there now it just shows up very differently and it can show up a lot more aggressively because we have social media because women can climb the corporate ladder because of girl boss shit because of miss independent because of all of these things right so the last couple things that I'll say is there was a scene that I was like, oh my God, hallelujah, yes. And then I had to revert what I wrote down. So when Ken basically flipped Barbie World upside down, right, and made it like Ken World or whatever it was called, it was really cool to see some Barbies being like, I love not having to make decisions. And I thought that they were being legit, right? They were like dressed up in little cute costumes and everything you know, serving the guys. And I actually thought it, they were being serious. And I was like, oh my God, yes, we are acknowledging that that women don't always want to make the decision. I was like, oh, I love that we're saying this because it was after um, America, what's her last name? 
the woman from Sex and the City. She was the mom of Sasha. It was after her monologue um, in the Weird Barbie's house, which, by the way, I loved the monologue. There was some things that was somewhat challenging about it, but I loved the monologue. I, it was very fucking true. Don't think it was the greatest programming, right? It was true. Like it hit the fucking heartstrings. But what I don't think was the greatest programming was that it didn't make, if you're a young girl watching that, it's like, oh, we have no hope, right? Versus like, we have these challenges and like, we can overcome them. Like we, we don't need to abide by them. So it's like, okay. So for example, she's like, you know, be thin, but don't be too thin. Be this, but don't be too that. And I'm like, okay, what's interesting is that it's it's being positioned as like men are doing it against women. But what we don't realize is that women are doing it to other women, right? There are, of course, some dickhead guys that are like, she needs to lose weight. Yuck, right? We don't like those kind of guys. But the fact is that it's majority women judging other women. I'm sure you guys have heard the quote of like, she's not dressing up for him. She's dressing up for her, right? Like she dresses up like it's that, it's that quote of basically like when you're going out with your girlfriends, you're dressing up to please the girls. You're not really dressing up to please him as much because the reality is, is like, you're going to, you know, you look beautiful to a man really in anything. Now, obviously if there's insecurities and a whole pile of trauma, it's a different story. But my point that I'm trying to make is that a lot of what America's dialogue said in the movie was like fucking true, but it's women doing it to other women. So let me paint a really clear example. And my fiance and I have talked about this because he's like, wait, women just do it to each other. Because if you guys never got fillers, you would never think that like the wrinkles are bad. And I'm like, thank you. We've talked about it before. And he's like, I'm sure that like, yeah, of course, like younger women, they, they have a different, they have a youth about them, but they're not any more beautiful than older women because the older women have this wisdom about them. It's just like a different kind of beauty. And with the example of fillers, for example, like nothing against you've gotten fillers, but I'm just, using, I'm just using it. You know, if we didn't, if women didn't pump their lips full, would, would, would women with less full lips think that their lips aren't full? No. If women didn't go and get a facelift, would older women think that they are, that they look too old? No, because it would be normalized. You know, if we look at the French culture, for example, we see a completely different ideology of beauty, right? There is a natural beauty that exists in the French culture because women aren't doing, generally speaking, nearly as much filler, Botox, lip pumping, facelifts, etc. And there is an appreciation of beauty at every separate stage of life. And as a result of that, like, it's really interesting when you go into, when, you know, when you observe the French culture, because the way that women interact with each other is different, you know, and there isn't as much body dysmorphia and dieting issues. And there is less of that programming. Women aren't, you know, they're, they're all eating like fucking butter and bread and all these amazing things because their life and the way that they had, the way they live their life with enjoyment and everything is completely different. So anyway, the point that I'm making is that women do it against themselves you know, when you are proliferating the Botox industry, what are you telling younger girls? And I know that not everybody would necessarily agree with me on this, but I really see this point. I deal with so many women that have issues around aging and their body and, 
you know, I talk about this a bit in Queen Alchemy. I actually did last like a, like a 10 minute voice message in the Telegram group last round because I had a few girls asking about this of like, Monica, what are your thoughts of like natural aging? Because I really struggle with like XYZ, ABC. And I actually am doing a post. I think it's tonight actually. Yeah. And so it will already be up on Instagram about this of just that we have lost the appreciation of women as they are uniquely ourselves. And when we engage in what we say is feminism, like, oh, women can go and get, you know, they can go do whatever they want to their body now because no one owns them. Like that is like this quote unquote feminism stuff. What it also does is it pigeonholes women against women. You know, we're slowly coming out of it. But another example is like, oh, you're just a mum. You've now made her feel worse about herself and it's women to other women. It's not men to other men. It's not men to women, generally speaking. So I won't go on that note for too much longer, but that's kind of what is what was really true with what Sasha said of like women hate women. Um, but it's interesting how they didn't really go on that much in the show, in the, in the movie, but it was a really good point. Um, but going back to what I was saying of like when Ken flipped Barbie, the Barbie world, and it was really cool to see these Barbies being like, oh, I don't have to make decisions anymore. I loved seeing this, but then we actually realized that it was the quote unquote programming, right? Or like the bro, the brain, the brainwashing further down, they said that it was the brainwashing and I was like, oh crap. So damn it. And, and, and I really had nothing to say on that point. I just had to like bring it up of like, I love, I loved seeing that because I was like, oh my gosh, we're actually acknowledging what some women want because I'll say this as like a nugget that hopefully wraps it all together. What could be empowering for one woman could be disempowering for another woman, right? So it could be really empowering for one woman to wait on her man, right? It could feel really fucking good to her. Empowerment does not need to mean misindependent. Empowerment, in my opinion, should really just be that you've empowered yourself to do what feels right for yourself. So what could, what one woman find, what one woman finds empowering, another woman doesn't necessarily need to. And there was no range of empowerment in Barbie. If we want to get fucking political, there was one sense of empowerment, a career and a woman that is quote unquote better than Ken. Every single Barbie was killing it in her career, was doing something amazing. And the Kens were nothing right? There was no, actually there was a pregnant Barbie, but we didn't really see it very much. There was, there was, and funnily enough, she was discontinued. I'm like, Hey, well, if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does like, Oh, the Barbie that's pregnant is now discontinued, right? The Barbie that's chilling out in her perfect white picket fence house, rubbing her belly. Oh, she's been discontinued. And I know one of them was like, yeah, it was, it was kind of creepy or whatever. Like somebody, one of the characters said that, but nonetheless, I'm like, okay, so basically if you're a mother, you're discontinued. And I, this is where it's confusing, right? Because from a perspective of young girls are playing, I get that of like, does a young girl need to like open up a belly and see the baby? But also like the movie isn't Barbie. The movie is politics. So what you've just said is fucking not feminism. What you've just said to women is, or young girls at least, is you are killing it when you are a lawyer or a doctor or a this or a that. 
then you're amazing, you know? Um, so I love that Ken eventually put his foot down a bit to Barbie and was like, no, you failed me and got respect in the real world. Um, sorry, sorry. No, you failed me. And said that like, he finally got respect in the real world and that in the real world, people looked at him and that he wants just, he wants to be seen and respected by Barbie. I feel like this was the one scene where I was like, oh my God, like he's a fucking man. Like he's saying like, you need to fucking respect me. But then of course, it didn't really lead to anything major. And like, it honestly wasn't like a highlight of the movie. It wasn't made to be a big thing. That whole moment where Barbie apologized to Ken at the very end and really wasn't the star of the movie. It kind of just felt like, oh, we should do something nice for the boys at the end is really what it felt like. So it's funny because the movie was all run by women and then they flipped it to all men, but that wasn't even equal. Like there was some kind of sense of equality at the end, but it felt like pity equality is actually what it really felt like. And obviously it is a movie, it's a fucking movie, but it also wasn't a movie because the political agenda was so blatantly obvious. It was kind of badly done in that sense. Um, and it was a shame. The movie's obviously making a fuckload of money. The marketing is incredible, but I kind of felt like I was catfished. I really did. Like the marketing painted this picture of like, it's going to be a fucking chick flick, which we all want. I'm like, where are the chick flick movies? Like, why does every movie need to have some fucking message in it? I, I literally don't understand. Like if a, if a director is listening to this, can you please make a fucking chick flick? I want some Devil Wears Prada shit. I want some 27 dresses. I want some how to lose a guy in 10 days. I want some sex in the city. I want that shit. I do not want every movie or TV show these days to be this like heavy thing that leaves me being, that leaves me just being like, what the fuck? Because I feel like every single movie is like that these days. So I felt catfish because the marketing of it was incredible, but the actual product was very different to kind of how the marketing perceived it to be. Um, and overall, what I just felt was kind of sad in it is that it was push pushing this quote unquote feminism agenda, which there was plenty of parts that wasn't really feminism. It was pushing that, but there was no representation of the women that don't want to be, you know, killing out their career and they want to actually look after their man. They want to be led by a man. They want to do all these things, even in the real world, the mum even though what was great was I did love how she was like, I just want to be normal. Like that was all fantastic. I will say I loved her character a lot. Her character was epic and really important for this whole agenda that was being pushed and the story that was being pushed. But what I didn't like is that even in the real world, her husband was kind of seen as less than. They were making fun of him in the car at the end for saying the wrong thing right? They like, even his daughter was speaking down to him. And, and I know it was just a fucking movie, but it wasn't a movie, you know, that's, that's the hard thing about it. Um, but yeah, like the husband was the forgot, her husband was just forgotten. He was like at home. Meanwhile, she's working and I'm like, okay, what is going on? Because if it was really just a movie, then okay, keep the Kens as like just Ken. But then in the real world, why aren't we seeing a husband that is stepping up and taking action? I actually thought that she was a single mom until the husband like somewhat made an appearance, I thought that he was actually, that she was actually a single mom. That's how it was painted at least. So I think what was also just kind of um, not feminism, frankly, was that it wasn't equal towards men. It was shitting on men, 
in in many forms some of which were like fucking valid i'll I'll say um but there was there was a bit of shit on men um and uh, at the end of the day there was no representation for women's true desires like yes we want to have a career sometimes yes you want to have purpose yes you want to do those things but not all women right and i want to have a career but i also want to be led by a man so there was a lot of positives i i do it was positive that barbie you know, spoke up and was like, I don't want to be with you, Ken. And that's really important for young women in the sense of they don't have to just be with a guy because it's the quote unquote right thing to do. That's really important. But then again, is it just a movie or is it trying to like push this, this intense messaging? Because if it was just meant to be a Barbie movie, then Barbie's meant to be with Ken. But it's not just a Barbie movie. That's what's so hard about it is that it was, and I said to my fiance after, I was like, how the fuck am I going to do a podcast on this? I feel like you guys have probably gotten the gist of like, it's back and forth. Like that, like I was, I literally was like, I don't know how I'm going to do an episode on this. I mean, here we are like 50 minutes in, but I don't know how I'm going to do an episode on this because it was so conflicting. There were moments where I was like, okay, it's just Barbie. It's the story. And then there were other moments where I'm like, this is not Barbie. This is not a story. So, oh. My God, what a mouthful. I'm going to leave it at that. Honestly, I can go around and around forever. The bottom line is, is my book is going to rock your fucking world. My book is so effing needed. And it's just like that movie has almost lit a flame under me of like, all right, we're going backwards a bit again um, in terms of pushing Miss Independent, Girl Boss, that kind of thing, I feel like. So my book is really needed now more than ever. We will put the wait list below for the book. Obviously, you guys won't even need to get on a wait list because like you'll see it everywhere. But just in case for some reason you do, we'll put it there. Don't forget LA pop-up event. Oh, actually, speaking of book, if you want to get a exclusive first preview of a chapter of the book and I will choose a juicy chapter don't you guys worry at the LA pop-up event I am going to be reading a chapter of my book which obviously is months prior I mean the event is October the book is coming out in March so it is like five months prior plus to when the book is actually coming out and you guys will get a preview chapter of the book which is so exciting Um, my first book reading so that's happening at the LA events. That's just like another reason to come to get a chapter of the book. And like I said, I will read you guys a very juicy chapter. And then the book is coming out in March. So make sure that you put that in your calendar that you don't forget. But I know you guys are all following me and whatnot. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, do all the things to support the podcast because a lot of time goes into each episode. And if you haven't left a written review, please leave a written review because I really appreciate it and it is a really big value exchange. And then don't forget to also share this episode on your story, especially because there's probably a lot of women that need to hear this episode about Barbie just to like shake them up a little bit. But what we're also going to do is I'm going to get Olivia to leave the podcast directory down below. So for any of you that are like, all right, this is ruffled my feathers, but I need more context on some of these topics. We're going to leave the link below. You're probably going to want to jump to the relationship section if you're wanting to know more about like the feminism, men, you know, men and women, our differences, et cetera, being more in your feminine jump to that section on the podcast directory. And then you can just jump to those episodes that you know will help you because it's like in the range of that topic. All right. Okay. Long episode. I'm going to love you and leave you guys. And I will see you next week on the podcast. 